0: Hello and welcome to Forget the Numbers, the ACCA student podcast. I'm Connor, and I'm once again here remotely with Alan. Hello. After the feedback from last week's podcast and blog on how to manage your study from home, this week myself and Alan will share our own experiences and tips from working at home over the last two weeks so that you might be able to use these with your own work and studies over the coming few weeks. We're also going to look at some of the positive news stories coming out this week of how people are banding together in the face of this crisis. So, Alan, we're two weeks now into working from home. Um, how are you getting on, I suppose, before we get into all our great tips?
1: It's, it's very different. Um, I think three months ago, if I looked at great tips, I probably would have picked slightly different ones. Um, I think it's the more practical side of things we're probably concentrating on than the than the whole get your computer set up and make sure you have access to your emails. I think that's all a given, but I think it's the it's the practicalities of actually operating from home and getting into a routine, I think is the tougher part rather than kind of getting all your tech set up and getting all your connectivity and all that type of stuff is probably um the given and nearly the leap because that can be done very quickly. It's it's how to operate in it is the hard part, I think.
0: Yeah, I think it's it's one of the rare occasions that we fully have to practice what we preach, where we can't often withstand. Even you know, we can give the the best advice, but this is a situation where we're daily having to to live in our own, um, you know, working from home and make sure our productivity is up to scratch. And and uh, I suppose really do have to um, because we're experiencing it fully. It, it is really about finding those those things that actually work and make us. Um, make it work for you but i suppose it's something i've certainly found that um your approach my approach has changed from those first couple of days to now um probably what are we it's time starting to blur a bit together but kind of two weeks in in this the second week um you do start to to certainly find what does work for you
1: yeah and, and i think it's very it's not i think not get enough as everybody can be the nine to five and take the lunch break but when you're kind of on your own I think everybody's kind of figuring out their own schedules and their own hours. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't think it's a, I don't think you should be afraid to say, oh, I don't, I start earlier than I usually would, or I start a bit later in the morning for different reasons. I think it's a, it's getting your schedule right is the most important things. And people will work around that now as well.
0: Yeah, and I think, um, and talking to lots of different people within our own office, it's obviously different depending on the living arrangements for each person. I know that you have kids, so <laughs> certainly that can, no matter um, the best intentions of your your productivity, can be interrupted.
1: It adds a different dimension, I would agree.
0: Yeah, yeah, whereas I just have one housemate that I need to, <laughs> to avoid. keep a handle on. Yeah, to avoid. Um, so really what we wanted to cover, I know we talked last week about some of those tips for studying at home. I think this is more focused on um, our experiences and tips from working at home and what's really worked for us. And I think, you know, what we talk about now can obviously be applied for other people who are working from home and might be able to help them in what can be quite a strange adjustment if, you're, if you've are if you never done it before. Um, but also, I think, you know, all of these tips are still... Um, very relevant for, for anyone trying to study as well um, and I think it's about you know reflecting on, on these things in terms of your own situation and how it can maybe help you be be more efficient in your house. So I am going to start with my my first one and again this this might be something that's easier for me given um, I don't have kids running around the house but it's maintaining regular hours and I think um, this is something and I've worked from home before. I think this is something that's really important um, because by setting a schedule and being able to to stick to that, it actually makes you more um, efficient within those hours. I find, and and when you're trying to work to that, like when you're working in your office and you're making sure you you can get everything done so you get out on time, I think you when you've those guidelines at home, it makes it easier to to work well within those hours. But it also makes it easier to keep that work-life balance because you know you know what's your work time but you also know what's your relaxation time and and you know that when you're shutting off your laptop to say that you've finished your day's work whether you're still doing that nine till half five um that means that you can reset in your own head that okay i'm moving out of work and i'm moving into being at home
1: and nearly not feel guilty for finishing work I, I find that's a weird, because you kind of, because the computer is just there, you, f- you don't feel like you've left the building. So you kind of go, should I go back and check if there's any more emails? Should I do? And it, it's kind of, a, it's a weird thing to be able to kind of, because you're not leaving the building. You're not getting the bus or the train or the bike or driving home. You're It's yeah. kind of, oh, I've just walked 10 feet from my desk and I'm finished work now. It's a, it's a weird, it's just a weird thing to get used to.
0: Yeah. And it can, as you said, it can actually make it, people think it's, it's easier to switch off because you're in your own home, but it can actually make it harder because you're walking past your laptop or where you work. And, yeah. you know, you might think, Oh, I'll check if that email came in, as he said, or I'll, I'll check if something's been updated and it can make that switching off hard. So I think that's a, a really important starting point. And it comes back to what we always talk about of getting a routine, but if you can maintain those normal hours, it makes that a lot easier.
1: Yeah. And moving on, so my first tip is about routine, and and I'm actually finding it's the morning part is is the hard part, not the hard part, but the part where you have to kind of get yourself going, like and you might say, oh well, I'll I'll sleep in a little bit and I'll take my time getting up in the morning, and then you're gonna get to twelve o'clock, but I think you're in a mindset. So one thing I've been really strict on is getting myself up in the morning and starting work at a at, at an exact time, and even if it's just kind of let's say at eight o'clock going in and turning on the laptop and kind of announcing to the world that you're there, you've already switched on to that thing. And if you don't get, if you don't kind of get that routine, if you don't get that habit, you can kind of start slipping. Um, and at least you can then take breaks and do something around that. But getting yourself started um, and then working around that, it, it's, just, it's just key to build that habit. And that and, that. and I, I, I find now if I let that drag, if I let that dry even to ten or eleven o'clock before I kind of got round to it, I think I'd lose a lot of the day because my my head wouldn't be in that space. So so I think that routine with kind of that you end up saying, I have started work now. Yeah. I think is really, really important.
0: No, I think that's huge. And I was definitely, I'd say the first day I was doing it working from home, um, was guilty of this of, you know, pushing your sleep as far as possible, then getting to the desk when you're still half asleep and kind of nearly having your breakfast when you're going through your emails. And it just means that you haven't, as you said, moved into that work mode and you're not thinking like that. And, and you can find it's nearly mid morning because you haven't adjusted to that. So I, after maybe having one bad morning of doing that, it is that it's, it's getting up, having a routine, doing the things you normally do so that when you're at your desk, it's, it's you're in work mode and you're, you're awake and you're ready to start because otherwise you, you can kind of just find yourself drifting through the morning or you you know, it, it takes you a while to get going, so I think that yeah. one's huge. Uh, the next one I want to talk about is about scheduling breaks, and this is this is a funny one. And again, um, I, I'd worked from home before, and I think this is when you really have to build into your routine. But sometimes, again, people think it's it's easier to have um, to have breaks and to make yourself take breaks because you're in your home, but you don't actually factor that in because you you don't think you think of yourselves already in. relaxing surrounding Um, but i think it's really important that you actually like you do at work you you find times to take specific breaks and you know it's it's also easy when you're at home to just kind of drift through the whole day without doing that and maybe your your productivity is going up and down but you're never taking a specific break so like that idea of maintaining normal hours you know tell Mm. yourself okay I'm going to take a break at 11 o'clock for 15 minutes. I'll have a cup of tea or I'll take a quick walk. And again, having that will make you, um, it'll make you work better in that time that you have because you're building up towards a break. And then it allows you to have that, you know, switch off period within the break so that when you're coming back to your desk, you're, you're working back at a good pace.
1: Yeah. And I think that one follows on to my next tip was taking your full breaks, Because if you think you might have a habit in the office that you go to a tea room where you just step away and you meet the same person every day and you might have a chat for a few minutes, but because you're on your own, you don't feel like, oh, I won't take the 10 minutes. I usually take to chat, but you really should because again, it's that routine Um, and taking your, your whole break is really important because that's what your brain is used to and it's used to that fact. And we talked a number of weeks ago go about different technology that people could use for studying, for taking their notes and things like that. Um, but there's actually technology out there, and one of the ones is a there's a smart break it's called for Windows, or time out on Mac. And you can actually lock yourself out of your own computer. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and like that's not a that's not a bad thing to do, especially for the longer breaks, whatever about the the, the 10 minute break that you might make tea or coffee. But the the longer break where you you're used to taking your forty minutes, or to to force you go have a walk at lunchtime, or go to to sit down and maybe it is a you watch an episode of something on Netflix, whatever it is, but something to say no, my, I'm locked out now. I can't do anything for that for that amount of time. So like using technology to kind of help you build a routine is can be a really really good idea. Um, once you don't turn your ten minute break into what I've been calling a Netflix break. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where so, the, there's
0: only ten minutes left of the show, and you yeah,
1: <laughs> every every break isn't somewhere between forty-five and sixty minutes left. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just in time for one um, episode, and to see what happens at the beginning of the next one, uh, yeah. <laughs> which is always the hard one. I, nobody wants to leave. no nobody wants to leave a cliffhanger when you can know you can just Netflix
0: right there in front of you. Yeah,
1: in five seconds, then you you'll know what happened. But I do think kind of take, absolutely scheduling those breaks, as you said, but taking them properly and fully and if you do need technology to kind of make sure that you're doing that for yourself use it because there's plenty out there
0: yeah and I, i think the other side of that is um you know and we always talk about it in a study context that you can't work for eight hours straight you can't study and you know your brain to be functioning as normal for that amount of time you do need to have breaks and it's the same with working and sometimes it can be easier in an office when you're with other people because you might go for a chat or you have a meeting and it breaks things up so it's it's really important you, you still consider the need to to turn your brain off for a bit do something different and come back to work to help you stay productive Um, my next one again kind of follows on from that it's just about getting away um not only from your desk but trying to get outside get out of your house and I know people will be listening in different places and there might be different restrictions at the moment, but, you know, wherever you can and wherever possible, I think just, you know, I always find, and particularly the last two weeks, I find it amazing how much you can clear your head, even by just getting outside and taking a 15, 20 minute walk. Um, I particularly find it if I've been working from home all day, that as soon as, you know, that that day ends, and as we said maintain your normal working hours as soon as i'm finished work for the day just trying to get outside and it just allows you to you know that bit of fresh air and a bit of a walk around it kind of just resets you and i think that's that's really important if you've been indoors all day and then you're you're inevitably going to be going back home and and um, having your dinner and staying indoors so trying to to get out where you can i think just makes a a huge difference for your head
1: and as you said even there's areas that are might be more restricted and we're all getting more restricted quicker and quicker um but even kind of sitting opening a window and looking out and looking at the world go by just to change that focus just that you're not thinking about the last email you wrote or the meeting you've just been to um it's just find a way to it's finding a way to leave home and maybe as I said that leaving home could be sticking your head out of window but you should find your way to leave home as best as you can within the restrictions um, yeah but I agree with you I think it's a like I have my reward at the end of the day, whether it's going for a run or going for a walk. Um, but it is that that kind of, that's what gets you through the because you kind of, well, if I finish this task or if I finish these meetings, I, I this is what I get. And it, it just keeps that, there's an element of motivation as well for it.
0: Yeah. And I think another huge point on that, n- not just the the fresh air side of it, but the actual natural light, particularly if, you know, depending where you're working in your house and if you're looking at a screen for a lot of the day, um, getting out and actually getting into to natural light makes a huge difference for you. Um, and again, it is just a, a break from, from looking at screens because a lot of people might go from looking at their laptop to looking at the TV. So getting out in that natural light, I think makes a huge difference to you.
1: Yeah. The next one, then, and it's easier said than done, and it's a it's gr- it's a great in theory, which is keep a dedicated office space. I don't think any of us are in the position to kind of build a little um, hut at the back of our houses down our yeah. own office space, but I think there is um, wisdom in it. And um, a dedicated office space might be the fact that during the day you use your kitchen table. I think that's what you're doing, Connor. During yeah. the day you use your kitchen table and uh, you set up your office but do it in such a way that you pack up your office at the end of the day. It's also a good way of leaving work if you, if you actually pack it up and then you turn it back into a kitchen table that that it's just leaving everything there that, that you kind of have to switch around, especially, (laughs) especially if you're studying as well, it should be a case of don't work. Don't study over your work stuff or around your work stuff, kind of change it, take away your work stuff as much as you can and replace it with your study Um, and have that break in between. but So maybe it's not keeping the office space, but it's certainly keeping that. When you're working, keep as much of a feel of an office as it is. But when you're not working or studying, remove that as much as you can. And that closing down the laptop, hiding it under the table, putting in a bag and, and putting it away. It doesn't really matter what you do, but make it a workspace when you're working and then change it around. And again, I know people have different workspaces and they have different restrictions on, on what space they have. But I think everybody can can change that around a little bit. And as I said, you do that in your kitchen on a daily basis.
0: Yeah. Um, the next one I want to talk about is, again, hugely important. And it's something about work that people often forget but that's the the social element of it and how you know socializing with your colleagues talking to different people throughout the day how important that is to all of us um it's obviously an interesting time again at the moment with most people trying to engage in kind of a physical social distance but what we always talk about and often on this podcast is you know the world has never been more socially connected digitally and and how many um, resources are available to to maintain that and i think it's it's really important if you're working at the moment to try keep that social aspect up with your colleagues um you know not you don't all need to have a, a podcast where you talk to each other but even for yourself and myself we we'd have calls throughout the day uh video calls so you're still getting to see someone you're still talking through and it's, it's bringing that social element of your work home with you so that you can, you can maintain that. Um, And I think, you know, don't, don't forget the importance of that, of talking to people throughout the day um, and how that, you know, that can help. And that also helps motivate you when you're talking to other people, when you're brainstorming or you're setting out plans, It, it just makes a huge difference to keeping your, your spirits up.
1: And I know we talk every morning or most mornings and it's because we do it relatively early. It's kind of, I know I have to be up and about. I know I have to be kind of have to be thinking in a work mode because we're going to talk about about what we're going to do for the rest of the day. And and I guess with each other, we're nearly somewhat motivating each other because we know we have a call and we know we're going to be not explaining our day, but certainly talking about what's in the plan. And, And also by talking together, we might come up with new things that we didn't think we were doing Or they might be more interesting so if you if you kind of don't socialize at all if you keep everything yourself you'll kind of you'll get into a a a routine and and like we've talked about the things like the coronavirus at the beginning we've talked about sports events and that's that social part is vitally important netflix
0: recommendations
1: (laughs) but it's kind of that's what it's it's that old-fashioned office people gathering around the water cooler to have a, a chat it's it's really that social element yeah part that could really hurt now if you lose that social element and i think technology helps that and i people say it's not the same i don't bother but my kids have been on the phone every few days to their grandparents and his video calls and they're chatting away and they're getting used to it and the chats are getting longer because they're all getting more comfortable doing it yeah i think that socialization um as the restrictions grow is really really important and keeping that socialization with people studying and um, getting into study groups or with people in work is is hugely important.
0: And I think that and it ties back to what we talked about um, about breaks at the start and how you you take them in an office because you know people sometimes nearly feel guilty when they they call someone um you know have a video call with someone from work thinking oh it has to be straight into um talking about work whereas if you think of you know any meeting you have or when you come in in the morning or when you're making a cup of tea and you talk to a colleague the amount of other things that you talk about. Certainly, you know, if, if you're having um, a meeting in your office, you're getting to talk to other people. So I think trying to bring that that social element when you're talking with other people and making sure that you, you're not just communicating over email, but sometimes you are trying to have a catch-up call um, and, you know, bring that that either face-to-face or or talking to people um, home with you as much as possible. I think that that makes a huge difference to keeping everyone's spirits up.
1: Yeah. And I think the final one then, and, and again, so we talked about socializing with, with colleagues, but the final one is the more formal meetings. And and I think um, people are, I found that the meetings are probably slightly shorter than they would be in, in person because I think there's more natural conversation in person than there would be um, on calls. But then you might argue, maybe you're getting to the point more in these meetings and maybe they're better meetings. Um, but I think it's it's taking part and it's, You kind of have to make an extra effort to to show everybody you're taking part in a meeting when it's online rather than just kind of sitting in the room because sometimes you can sit in the room and people are saying, oh, Alan was there because he was sitting in the room. I mightn't have contributed. But you have to let people know you're there. You have to kind of announce yourself and say, and maybe you don't play a role in the meeting. You don't have to ask a question for the sake of it. But letting people know that you've made the effort to join the meeting and letting people know that, like, if they need your help, you can be there and saying thanks to everybody. And I think some people would say if there's a meeting that you can attend that you're not necessarily invited to, but it's kind of an open invitation. Again, there's a social part, but just to be part of that whole thing. Um, but but go to meetings, be part of the company, because um, the company can move on pretty fast. And if you're not keeping in touch, especially at times like these, you might kind of miss out on being involved in some new interesting um, opportunities that are coming up in this situation that nobody ever saw possible. So keep, keep involving yourself and keep, keep letting people know that you're an active member of the workforce. I think is the most important thing. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram for extra content, important news, live streams, study tips, and much more.
0: So, what we wanted to do for our news story segment now, because obviously, as I'm sure you're all aware, most of the news is uh, consumed with with stories and updates around coronavirus. But we wanted to focus on uh, some of the good stories and the the positive stories about you know innovation and people pulling together um, in the face of this crisis. So, we have a few kind of brief ones I just wanted to talk about um, that I thought were were not just great to see, but but kind of um, uplifting and and showing how people can work together the first one um was to do with Glastonbury Festival um and I thought this is again showing an an interesting link between different industries obviously this is a um a huge music festival one of the biggest in the world that has recently had to cancel but what they were able to do was donate um a huge amount of medical supplies um to the healthcare industry so this is Thousands of litres of hand sanitizer. They've a huge amount of gloves and face masks that they would have had for volunteers at the festival that they're now being able to give um, to the emergency services. And these would have been stockpiled by the festival organisers before all this broke out. But they've um, been able to donate this in in support of of the healthcare as they try to address this issue.
1: Yeah, that's like, it's great that that companies are not just thinking, oh well. The festivals cancelled and I can't be any use at all they've been kind of very um socially aware of their situation and it's great that they can say well we're not we I'm not worried about next year's festival that yeah. next year that's a long way off and that that companies are really saying how can I what can I do now what can I do that's very different and I think that's that's a fantastic um, thing that they've done
0: yeah and I think following on from that um there is another company again which we've talked about before before which is um, Louis Vuitton or the the holding company I think it's LVMH but what they have done they're obviously a a luxury goods company they produce high-end perfumes but they've converted their perfume factories now into um, hand sanitizer facilities uh, where they're and this has happened extremely fast practically overnight but they're now producing hand sanitizer for French hospitals and Public health facilities, and again, this is all for free. But as you said, that this is a company; um, it's one of the richest companies in the world. I think the the owner is the third richest person um, in the world. I remember we talked about it on a podcast before. But again, having the the social awareness and taking responsibility to to use you know the facilities that you have um, to to offer this stuff free to your country and to the people who need the most. So I think that's another really. Um, Positive story.
1: And I think there's been kind of uh, alcohol companies like Guinness have done the same thing. They have, so the alcohol they're using are obviously a big part of hand sanitizers. So they stopped producing alcohol and they've been producing hand sanitizers instead, which is great. And even in Ireland, there was a company who had to let go 900 people and they brought them back the next day. So they were a sports goods manufacturing company and now they're making gowns and masks. Yeah. They're changing everything. So it's, it's really nice to see, yes, it's a shock for everybody and yes, it's disastrous and the, the the loss is great in a lot of countries, but it is positive to see that people are kind of pulling together and we're showing how we're all in this together and everybody, everybody making their little bit of effort as much as they can makes a huge difference to how quickly we're going to overcome this.
0: Yeah, I do think that that's amazing. And, you know, we've touched on before how how globalized the world is now and how interconnected it is but i think we're really seeing that with with everyone doing their part but also working you know across borders with lots of other um people and and companies and countries another one i wanted to talk about which i just thought was was really interesting from a kind of innovation perspective and because it's um i think it's it's being led by a team of of irish doctors and engineers mm-hmm but they have um, opened this, it's an open source ventilator group. They've obviously addressed the the potential shortage of of ventilators globally. So they have this open source project where they're calling on engineers, doctors, scientists around the world um, to to look at finding ways to develop kind of solutions to making low cost, um, easy to assemble ventilators that they can obviously then get around uh, to the countries that need them the most as this this goes on. So I thought, you know, that that was just an really interesting once again look at how different industries and people as you said doctors, engineers are coming together to solve what is effectively a global um a global issue that, that could affect any country but working together to to overcome that, which I think is is really great to see.
1: And even a somewhat friend of the podcast that we've talked about before, Greta Thunberg was on yesterday. Sure oh, yeah talking i was wondering because she's very quiet and i'm wondering where, whether she turn up again and she talked about how the um the changes in business and the changes in manufacturing are actually helping the environment and i guess she's using this as an opportunity to say to prove to people it can actually be done i don't think yeah. she wanted this to happen in us and i don't think she's ever suggesting that but i think that the whole idea obviously the there's so many airlines are grounded or not flying and the, the manufacturing um, isn't operating anywhere near the capacity worldwide that it was. Um, there is really a, it did really highlight how much the, the daily world was damaging the environment. Um, and I think we're going to learn a lot of lessons around this and we've talked about working from home. We've talked about studying from home. Um, but we're got people will really be able to take a look at the changes the positivities and the, and this is what we're trying to do here that are going to come out of this whole thing um, and I think there might be many positives we get um when it's all said and done even though there's been so many tragedies at the same time
0: yeah and I think one of the biggest things that we're learning is really when when people band together and put their minds behind something um, how much can be achieved and as you said, you know looking from a climate perspective seeing how much people can influence each other and change the way that we socialize and interact and maybe it's a thing that um you know it might be people making an effort to work from home or or or, um you know not uh kind of forego their commutes or do meetings differently and just seeing the the changes that we can all bring into our own culture which could try tackle any problems. Climate change is the example here. We're tackling a problem at the moment, but really how, you know, when you band together, there's nothing that can't be overcome. So we are going to finish up there for this week. We hope you take on board some of the tips we had for working from home, and we hope that your work and study is going well. We're going to continue our podcast as normal and we're going to try bring in more of these good news stories. Also, if there's any topics you would like us to cover or any questions you have for the podcast, if you send them in on the chat box on our website, we'll try to adjust them during the show. So once again, thank you for listening and best of luck.